Welcome to Concerning CAMS, brought to you by Education Pathways. I'm Kevin Connickney, your host. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's get started. Our topic today is educating boards on financials. I have the pleasure to be here with Hope E. Kadunzi. Hope is a bookkeeper with Stromer & Company. Welcome, Hope, to Concerning CAMS. And could you please start by telling us a bit about your background in the accounting field? Certainly. I have been in accounting for over 30 years, and I started out with a small distribution company doing their cash receipts. I continued on in accounting and got my education just recently as a bachelor degree in accounting with FGCU. Congratulations. Thank you very much. It was, it was a wonderful experience. And I have been working with Stormer and Company for about seven years now, dealing strictly with associations. And we have come across a lot of information with fund balance and boards questioning financial statements. So I think this podcast today will be wonderful for them to listen to and learn a little more about the financial statements. We absolutely agree. So let's get started. The first question I wanted to ask is, can you explain to us what actually is a balance sheet and what does it represent? Certainly. Financial statements include a balance sheet and an income and expense statement. So the balance sheet on it shows assets, liabilities, and equity. This is all for a specific point of time. It's a snapshot of where the company, of what a company owns or has and owes, needs to pay other people. So it's assets, liabilities, and then their equity within the company. What is a profit and loss statement and what does it represent in contrast with the balance sheet? Okay, so the profit and loss is the second half of the financial statement. It's also known as an income statement or a revenue and expense statement. This is basically the financial performance over a specific accounting period. Normally, it's one month for associations, and then we do a year end, which encompasses the whole fiscal year. Normally, it's a 12-31-19 or 2020 end date. So again, this is income minus expenses equals net income. And this is your profit and loss statement. You mentioned 12, 31, 19. Does that mean that it's a calendar year from January to December? It's a normal calendar year. If your year end date is a calendar year, there are some that end in the middle of the year, June 30th, and that's governed when you uh, when you register for your inception date. So it could be different for different associations. So it sounds like we're talking about a fiscal year then. I used to work at universities and typically our fiscal years ended the 30th of June and July 1st was the beginning of a new budget year. Is that the concept we're talking about here? Yes, that's when you would use fiscal year. What is accrual versus cash on a financial statement? Cash is the easiest to read because when you receive money, you record it as revenue. And when you pay your expenses, you record it as an expense. And it's cash basis means that just that. Money received is recorded and money paid out is recorded. But when you come to accrual accounting, 
this is a timing issue. And with associations, the Florida statutes prefers you to be on an accrual basis because it's a more real picture of your income and expenses. So say an association bills quarterly. We only recognize one third of that money every month instead of the full quarterly billing, which um, you divide it by 12 basically for the whole year. So you only record one month of revenue and not the actual cash received. It's the same thing with your expenses. You use the electricity and then you pay the bill. Well, we record the electricity monetarily in the month that you use it and not in the month that you pay it. So it's a timing issue, but it makes the the financial statement more balanced and equal month to month. How are an association's financials different from those of a regular business? Regular businesses basically have operating accounts that they use to pay their bills. And sometimes they have savings accounts or CDs and things to that nature, depending on their investment and the way they run their finances. On associations, they're governed by the Florida statutes to have reserve funds for major replacements and repairs like the roofs or paving or painting of the buildings. And so they work on a fund balance. So they have an operating where they have their normally monthly bills that they pay out of operating and the normal monthly income. And then they have another fund, which is the reserve fund, which must be segregated from the operating fund. So this reserve fund is funds reserved for future major maintenance, repairs, and replacement. So on a financial statement, you'll see the two different funds in two separate columns on the balance sheet. Your operating fund will have all your normal occurrences and your reserve fund will have those that will be coming up in future years. The same thing with the profit and loss statement. They're segregated out because you have to track all of that money because you have to track all of that money in the reserve fund to be sure that it's balanced and you're reserving enough money for those future repairs. What is the most common question board members have regarding reading financials and where do they make the mistakes most often? The most common is that boards believe the net income is the money that they have left over to spend. And it's not necessarily that way because the net income is just that period of time income over expenses. So it's the difference between how much money you received in and how many expenses that you paid out that month. And it grows and it declines. So you you could even have a loss, but it doesn't equal the cash that you have available to spend because a lot of factors go into that. With the cash, the cash reflects exactly what you what's cleared to bank, deposits that have cleared to bank and checks that have cleared the bank. So that cash balance is the money that you have in the bank to spend. The net income has a lot of factors that play into it, especially if they're on a cruel basis because we're recording expenses they haven't paid yet or recording expenses that 
they have paid in advance, but we're only recording one month of it. So that net income is not representative of cash, cash that they have in the bank or cash that's available to spend. And it's very difficult to explain that to them because year over year, they think that that's excess money that they can use to purchase something for the amenities in the association. And it's not necessarily the way it works. So is part of the problem that these funds are perceived to be extra funds when in fact they're for other budgeted expenses that haven't been paid yet? Well, that's a portion of it because that does happen, especially with the insurance payments. They have insurance payments that are budgeted out and that insurance bill comes up once a year. And some associations pay it in full, some associations finance it, but that bill is there. And when they're on a cruel basis, we allocate the bill. So it's a 12th of it every month that we record as an expense, but they may have paid the full $100,000 insurance bill at the beginning of the year. So that net income only reflects the portion that we've recorded, which is that one twelfth. So say they pay the bill in January and they see in February that they actually have a net income of $50,000. That's not quite the case because at the end of the year, when we record all 12 months of that insurance, that net income is going to dwindle down because it was a prepaid on the balance sheet and recorded on the income statement only at a portion of it. So the net income is a very intricate portion of the financial statement, and the board should not focus on that as much as they should focus on the balance sheet as the cash they have on hand and the liabilities that they owe during that period of time. Then they can come to the figure that they think that they'll have at the end of the year to roll over into an amenity that they can spend. But net income is very tricky, very, very tricky. So it sounds like CAMS will be well advised to help board members focus on the balance sheet to have that true snapshot of the financials. Absolutely. They can always look at the budget versus actual on their income statement, and that provides them guidance as to whether they're budgeting enough money for their expenses. But when it comes to how much cash they have to spend, they really need to focus on the balance sheet. Hope, can you please talk to us about what is deferred income? Certainly. Deferred income is money that they've received this month, but it's not recognized until next month because they haven't given, there's a recognition, a revenue recognition. And that is, you can't recognize revenue until the service is provided or the goods are given. So if they bill on a quarterly basis, which is January, February, March, they bill in January for three months. They can only recognize one month of that. They can only recognize January. So the other two months are put on the balance sheet as deferred income until those months happen and the service is recognized for their association dues. So deferred income, you may have already received the cash, but you can't recognize the revenue on the income statement until that month happens. So what are accrued expenses? Okay. And that was the example of the electricity bill. We know that we don't pay it until after we've used it. So since we've used it, 
we use the balance sheet to record the portion that we have not paid yet and expense it out on the on the profit and loss statement. So the electricity, we use $200 worth of electricity in January. We know the bill's coming in February, but we want to recognize that expense on the profit and loss statement in January because that's when we used it. So we record the $200 in the expense section on the profit and loss statement, and we just put the $200 in accrued expenses as a holding area on the balance sheet until we pay it. And then we'll remove it from the accrued expenses and the cash will come out. What about the differences then between accrued expenses and accounts payable? Okay, just that, that led right into the next question, didn't it? Accrued expenses is something, is a journal entry that accountants make in order to recognize that expense. Accounts payable is a bill that you actually have in your hand that you put into the system to be paid. So it hasn't been paid yet, but you have the bill. Accrued, you don't have the bill, but you know it's coming. Accounts payable, you have the bill, but haven't paid it yet. So that leads me to my final question, which are, what are prepaid expenses? Prepaid expenses, the best example is the insurance bill, because you pay that one year in advance. Work comp, directors and officers insurance, property insurance, flood insurance, that's paid a year in advance. So over the period of time, we only want to take one twelfth of that for an accrual basis accounting system. So you pay the bill in January you put 11 months into prepaid expenses on the balance sheet and only record the one month of expense on the on the P&L or the profit and loss statement. Hope, as we wrap up the episode, do you have any final suggestions for CAMs as they work with board members to educate them on financials? With regards to the financials, boards just need to keep an eye when they Look at their profit and loss statement. Keep an eye on the budgeted amounts versus the actual. But when it comes to cash, be sure that you're looking at your balance sheet because that shows what you have coming in. And it also shows what you have potentially going out with the liabilities. And that will give you how much cash you have on hand. But always, always talk to your accountant if you have any questions whatsoever. They'll be happy to help you and help you understand. And I I really, it was a pleasure doing this for you guys. And I hope that it helps you understand the financial a little bit better. Hope, thank you for joining us today on Concerning CAMS to take us through educating boards on financials. If listeners have additional questions, how can they best reach you or your colleagues at Stromer and Associates? Wonderful. Our phone number is 239-433-1002. We do have a website that is stromerandcompany.com. They're welcome to go there. And if they want to contact me directly, I'm more than happy to answer a few brief questions at hope, H-O-P-E, C as in cat, at stromercpa.com. And stromer is spelled S-T-R-O-E-M-E-R-C-P-A.com. 
Thank you so much. Thank you, Hope. We'll include this contact information in the episode notes for our podcast. I enjoyed our chat today. Thank you. You too. Thank you. 